You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast after a beautiful and glorious UFC 269 where Charles Oliveira defended and maintained his UFC lightweight title against Dustin Poirier and uh, the upset of all upsets goes down as Juliana Pena takes out the Lioness Amanda Nunes and something that uh, you could have talked to me a million times about I would never have projected that the way that went down is how it went down. And we will talk about all of it, including next week. There will be more action going on. My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm here with Ty Capone, who is somewhat underwater today. He is calling from Atlantis. Uh, so you may be pissed at his, uh, his connections. I don't know what's going on here, but... We are going to work through it. It's not horrible, but you're going to notice it. So I wanted to – I'm not going to act like it's not here, people. Yeah, it's here. I'm drowning a little bit. Um, I have a finger infection. I have a headache. I have a sore throat. I have a lot of stuff going on. I'm underwater now. I can't really swim well, so uh, it's, it's going to be a struggle here. But <laughs> Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah, what a what, what a weekend of fights, honestly. You know, the biggest upset in UFC history, at least I think. Um, seven award bonuses given out. Could Should have been eight, honestly. Maybe could have been nine. Um, great card, and then we have one more to round out the year, and then maybe we'll get to some like awards next week. We'll have a nice little uh, end of year show, maybe. Oh yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do the end of year show. We'll do uh, we'll talk about our our favorite fights, everything from this past year, which was a you know a really a relatively good year and a good bounce back year from you know not really having any crowds or anything going on last year to you know there's a lot of good fights and a lot of good events that were. Uh, Put on. So let's just uh, let's waste no time, dude. Let's get right into it. Oliveira, Poirier. The build-up to phenomenal. Very excited for it going into it. The fight lived up to it itself. Charles gets hurt again in, in the fight. You know, he, he, he's now been dropped a couple times in these uh, big title fights. But, he you know, you, you can't really follow him to the ground. You can't really go after and get the finish the way you would a normal other fighter. Uh, fighter. And... Charles just outlasted him, and it seemed like every time he got his hands on him, it was a problem. And just the, it was even worse than I guess we maybe even thought about beforehand. Uh, what did you make of it? Great first round for Dustin again. <laughs> or I should say another good first round for uh, Dubronx's opponent, Murray Chandler, literally had him on like his hands and knees about to give up. Um, but I feel like he's just he's kind of like Tony Ferguson in a lot of ways where it just makes him better, you know, and he – He's so good everywhere and so good at everything. He's also so durable. You know, he almost dies in the first round multiple times, but second round, third round, you know, even deeper, he is just a fresh fighter. He's brand new. <clears throat> and there's just nothing Dustin could do. I mean, he was so dejected after the fight. It looked like Charles really just, you know, dug deeper and took something from him that, you know, he wanted. Yeah, and I just don't think that uh, – I, 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 I don't even know what the, like where to go here next for – Honestly, either guy. I mean, obviously, Charles Oliveira, you could probably do Gaethje or whatnot. But I did just feel the – I felt bad for Poirier as much as I have beef with him. And, you know, uh, the McGregor beef still lives on. I I did feel bad for him because it's now twice that he's climbed the mountain and gotten right there before somebody kicks him right in his chest and sends him back down. And he's going to have to, you know, find a new way to battle back and – if he really wants to reach that ultimate goal of winning a title, it's, I mean, it, it's the the prospects of that just got much slimmer than they had been. You know, it's, he, he this was his best opportunity. You know, the last one was against Habib. You can say uh, that's you know it's one of the greatest to ever do it. 
Oliveira is a relatively new champion, and some you know some people still don't put no respect on his name. You know, like he's not a real champion. He only beat Chandler and yada yada yada. But this guy's showing you, man. He is he's a, everything that a champion is supposed to be and represent and stand for. And he continues to show it in that octagon. He's getting better and better. He 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 can strike. He can. I mean, he stood right in front of Poirier and was taking shots. And he got hit a couple times. I mean, he got rocked the one time, but he was getting hit with some heavy shots, and he was just walking through them. So, I I, I nothing but respect for our King Charles Oliveira, dude. And I mean, next is probably Gaethje. But I don't say Connor. You wouldn't mind giving Connor a fucking jump in the line. I you know, really hope it doesn't happen, but. I mean, who can deny that fight? Honestly, Connor can put him to sleep. You know, I mean, you see how many times he gets dropped. Connor drops guys. You know what a perfect, uh, perfect ma- matchup, perfect setup. Really, honestly, not necessarily the perfect matchup, but just a great time to if you really wanted to do that with Connor, which you know he doesn't really have his own rules, or he does have his own rules. Uh, they could do that, and you know I think Charles could leave the arena if they went in Brazil. That would be interesting too. He could leave the arena with uh, Connor's leg, but. Connor can easily take his head with him. Yeah, and the yeah, I mean that that fight's so far down the road. Connor's still not healthy, so it's more of just a a waste of time conversation in my mind. Because you know, wh- whatever we'll, we'll see. I imagine they'll do the Gaethje fight somewhat early on in twenty twenty two. If if Charles can turn around relatively quickly, I, I, it wasn't that you know that bad of a fight. I couldn't I couldn't believe that Poirier got his back taken like that that easily in that third round, but I think he just he was spent. You know, he had gotten beat up in that second round and he knew that if it was like more of the anxiety sort of of if Charles gets his hands on me, I'm in trouble. And once he got his hands on him, it was just like uh, it was a wrap. And it was a bad night for American Top Team, man. Bad, yeah. bad, bad night. Also that illegal glove grab definitely paid dividends. It was a huge momentum swinger in that fight. But I think that's pretty much what kind of set him up to win. Um, but Herb Dean, being the useless fucking bum he is, didn't see it. And, you know, that's your referee of the year. So is that I didn't see that, that, that Charles grabbed his glove. Is that, is that what uh, happened? Yeah. Uh, Dustin was on top of him, and they used the glove, the glove grab to kind of uh, switch positions, and he ended up on top in full guard. And um, he wasn't. He landed, I think he landed a couple elbows, and he was just grinding on him, man. He was just wearing him, uh, wearing him out. Um, and, you know, I guess he didn't do too much, but those were, you know, you, you combine the, the ground game, the elbows, uh, with those body knees that he was throwing a lot in the first and second round, man. Those, those took him, took a toll. Yeah, and yeah, it was amazing clinch work, like incredible, just Muay Thai, like what it kind of remind, uh, reminded me of the Chandler fight a lot because he, he, Decided at a certain point that he wasn't going to get backed up and that he was going to just stand his ground. And he took some shots, and that's how he eventually got cracked in that second round. But like you said, that sweep, you know, he grabbed the glove, but it, it did look cool in, in real time. And he was able to hold him down. Uh, Poirier didn't take no chances like he said he wouldn't. Uh, and then that third round was just, you know, very, very easily, you know. I had Poirier win the first round, Oliveira second round, and then it was, it was kind of still up in the air, you know. I was really looking forward to how that was going to play out, and we saw how it played out, but. Congratulations to Charles. Uh, did want to, I think it's more fascinating to talk about what's next for Poirier than it is for Charles because Charles is kind of it's you know it's either Gaethje or that's pretty much it. I mean Islam and Benil will fight in February. That's that's a while from now, so we won't get a answer on that necessarily. And you know uh, uh, Poirier is more of a like let's see. So what 
Uh, now they're talking Nate, Nate and him are going back and forth, and, and that would be a fight that that's a fight that we wanted to see a while ago, and that's a fight that I still want to see now. Um, see, it makes even more sense now because it's just of where both of these guys are in their careers, right? Big money fight, you know. Yeah. And they're uh, kind of in their career, or at least not end it, but be on the downswing. Yeah, I mean, I would be down for that. Why not? Why not? I think right? He would kill Nate, but <laughs> he probably should. But I mean, one seventy, and you know, and Poirier talks. To, yeah, exactly. Talks about how he doesn't really like making that cut anymore at fifty five. It's not that he can't do it; he just doesn't. He'd choose not to. He'd rather not. So. Let's let's move on to something new, and maybe maybe this is the start of a, a one seventy run or something like that. If he wants to make a run at that, I, I obviously don't think he would maybe win the title there or whatnot. But we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see wow. if if that's something that we'll see if that's uh, something that the UFC wants to do or and that Poirier wants to do. All, all parties involved. Uh, uh, how how do you you think that that's the next logical move? Right. I mean. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, if you want to put him in 170 and kind of just throw him in the middle of the, middle of the uh, middle of the pool, there, you know, a fight with say Wonderboy, a fight with Leon Edwards, Gilbert Burns, they they all be good, you know. I just I want to see how he looks there, and I guess Nate's a pretty good litmus test, you know, to start him off. So I, I you know, for the first time ever, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it either, obviously, but uh, it's tough tough to see, you know, Poirier. Uh, a guy who he deserves it, but it's just you know it just shows you how tough this sport is and how the the, the trials and tribulations and how you know what's supposed to happen and what you want to happen <laughs> does not always necessarily happen. And that is another example. Uh, you know, another example of that is what happened in the co-main event, dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, so w- where where do you want to go here? All right. Well, I'll start this all by saying Amanda Nunes is not. My goat. There you um, go. I will just, you know, it's funny. I, I don't want to shit on her, but um, you know, the same issues that plagued her way back in the day, you know, came back. And I don't know if that's necessarily to say that, you know, her uh, her weaknesses are always going to be there per se. You know, because that was seven years, eight, seven years ago when she lost to Cats and Goddard in the third round. Yeah, you know, after she was just so tough, she couldn't even move. I think she was in half guard too. Um, you know, that's Sarah Diel, Dialelio. It was like one of the first Invicta, you know, fights. And then Alexis Davis knocked her out. Like she was just, she was going through it earlier in her career. But, you know, I think when she came, um, when she came, when she fight, fought Valentina, I think it was after that, that's really kind of just, uh, lifted her up. And she's been just nasty ever since. I mean, there's really no denying what she's done. But recently, you know, Megan Anderson, that was not really that impressive. Felicia Spencer, she went the distance. Uh, Jermaine Durandamy, you know, had Amanda at least uh, somewhat in trouble for a split second. Um, we haven't really gotten to see, you know, somebody press her and her have an off night. And what happens when, you know, that other fighter has brings their A game like Juliana Pena? Juliana Pena was not, you know, I know I don't know what the odds say about the home versus her, but Holly Holm at least was a professional boxer. Like people thought, okay, she lands a couple shots, she could probably hurt Rousey. Uh, no, I don't think anybody thought. Juliana Pena would do this. She just got, you know, ragged on by GDR on the ground, which is, you know, really not not good. Um, and you know, after that, she beat Sarah McMahon. Big deal. And then she outstrikes Amanda Nunes. Yeah, takes it to her on the feet. Honestly, I mean, you know what? She got hurt, or she was getting first round. She definitely lost. Um, but you know that that combination that the combination of like four or five jabs in a row that were thrown the same way and they all landed. 
it was just, I don't know what, it looked like we were watching low-level um, UFC women's bandweight fight. Honestly, yeah, and I didn't think we were watching the goat against you know defender defender crown. That's yeah. That's honestly what the the. I just felt like she had zero respect for Juliana, and she was wrong. That's what it looked like for a fighter. Like it looked like a young up and coming fighter, who had never fought a certain level of competition before, and like it was like a like a young lightweight fighting like a Jim Miller, and like they rocked him in the first round. Hurt them, but the wily veteran like stood up and was like, "Bro, I can do this all day," and like the, the other person wasn't expecting. It. You don't see that from at the highest level, from like a champion yeah, like, like a Amanda highest, Nunes. You know, it's like some Khabib just coming out here and fucking getting tired in the first second round. And you're like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, like completely, completely gassing out. And she's that, still She's only thirty three. Like, oh, she's not just, done. Like, it wasn't like a she just went like it. What I. I didn't leave it thinking, oh my god, Amanda Nunes could never beat Juliana Pena. Yeah. Like I was so wrong. Like I, I left it thinking, oh my god, like I, I can't believe she did. Like she let that happen. That that that, and it's that maybe that's fucked up for Juliana Pena, and that you know we you're taking away from her, not giving her credit, which she deserves all the credit in the world. She was in the greatest shape. She was in the or the best shape. She stood there. She took Amanda's best shots, and she she just. She dominated her, man. She she did what she needed to do to win to win the championship. She beat the the greatest woman of all time, supposedly. You know she deserves all that credit. But I, I, if you're asking me about a rematch, that's my instant thought is what like if these guys were to fight again, I still am taking Amanda Nunes. I don't think it would like the odds or anything. My thought process would be much different. I still think Amanda Nunes is the better mixed martial artist. But on one night, the greatest that's one of the greatest upsets I ever seen, man. I, I, my mind was blown. Yeah, in the you know first round ends and you know she it looked like okay second round we might we might finish the second round but if we get to the third Amanda's going you know, it's it's going to get ugly. Yeah, and you know I thought Payne did well in the first round she didn't get hurt I mean she was getting she was getting hit a lot and her left eye was starting to uh, swell up I think midway through the second and mm-hmm. at least the beginning and that's where I was like fuck man that eye you know she's fight well but that eye might be uh you know, she takes another big right or two there she might be fucked. But she kept fighting through it, man. And, you know, Payne looked a little slower in the second round. And she had those feints, like the little foot stomping feints and the and drop her shoulder feints. And I was like, you know, wondering what, what her plan necessarily was. And and then she started getting close to Amanda and started, like, you know, marching forward a little bit, pushing her. And she started connecting. And I think Payne stung her with a couple rights. Oh, like, yeah. I think one was in the, I don't know if it was, like, between the jaw and the ear, like, in the side of the cheap jawbone, you know, I think. Yep. And there was another right hand that hit her, like, right above the eye. And, you know, the, the jab started landing easily. And then once Amanda started backing up, you know, towards the cage, that's when it was like, oh, man. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I literally still can't believe it. Like, I was sitting, like, the fight, fought, uh, fight ended, and I was just like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. the crowd was going absolute ape shit, which is, which is awesome to see. As I would, too. Yeah, fuck that. You're there, you Hey man, I had a big bet. Like we all probably uh, here yeah. bet we bet Amanda Nunes inside the distance or whatever you did. But yep, that money you lost money. was like wow. Like I, you were sad, but it was also like I, I you can't even really be that mad about it because you just saw something. Like that's why we watched this to see the craziest shit. And I just couldn't believe when they were just standing in front. I realized it when they were standing in front of each other and just trading like right and left hands. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> Amanda's cooked. Good. Yeah, I was like, Amanda's cooked. 
she like, never does. It was no. like Cyborg when she fought Amanda. It's like, what are you doing, Cyborg? That's not the strategy. Yeah. Like, it could work. You could knock Amanda out, but don't do that. And it was just like, Amanda, you know, you probably shouldn't do that against this lady because that's like all she really has. She's, you yes. Know, if you're fighting in the phone booth, who knows what happened? And then she got hit with a right and then she stumbled. And that's her legs went. And uh, man, she was just gassed the whole time. The first round ends and she was cooked. Uh, I think, I forget who it was. The announcer kept saying, you know, she's smiling, she's smiling in the second round. I, I, I didn't see that. I, I She looked scared. She, well, it was like that nervous, like, oh, fuck. Like that, that yep. nervous, like where you're about to give like a presentation in, in school and you're like, oh, man, I, I don't – I got nothing, dude. You know, nothing. Like, I, I, got, I can't believe this day's come. I knew this was coming and I still don't have anything. And that's – it kind of just seemed to me like she knew she didn't take this shit serious enough when she got oh, yeah. in there. Like I, we all even thought – like Juliana was talking crazy. She was talking right. crazy before I'm the fight. Disrespectful like, for a while too now. Yeah. And it's like, you know, poetic justice, honestly, you know, she's, she made a lot of fans and I'm a fan, honestly, you know, I was hating on her because, you know, to be fair, she wasn't fighting that well, you know, no, her career she... was not going that well. And even in that fight, you know, she still didn't look, you know, great per se, but, uh, she brought her fucking A game and Amanda didn't and now she's the champion. So now what, what do you do if you're Dana White? What's what's the next move? We need a rematch for sure, and then the winner gets Val. After uh, that's what I would do. Um, did Val beat Juliana Payne? She did. She just beat the shit out of her, right? Yeah. Already, yeah. I think she armbarred her. So you know, I you know, listen. If Amanda Nunes, if that's how she's going to perform, and if she's going to show up fighting like that, even like a little bit, you know, really uh, comparative, comparatively, a Valentina cooks that man easy. Um. Especially at 135. I don't know if a man can keep making that. That's a big cut. She's a, she's, you know, she's a big woman. Um, but she's 33, 34, so she's not getting much younger. Um, I really worry about if she can keep it up at 135. I don't know what, you know, what's necessarily the plans. Uh, kind of, I can't wait to see what the odds are. I feel like she'll probably be like minus 350 or 380. Mm-hmm. Maybe more, honestly. Um, I, I heard, I saw minus 400. I yeah. think somebody say, and I agreed with it instantly. I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." I cut it basically in half. Yeah, and you know, she she, she right after the fight was over, she she um on Instagram and in the in the octagon, she you know made note that she will come back better, and you know, kind of insinuating that she didn't really train that hard, or not necessarily that, that she just wasn't fully prepared. And but next time she will be, which is good. She didn't look like broken in there, which would be like, uh, you know, like uh, to not use a cheap example, but like Rhonda after that, like it was, she was just like, oh no, this is, this is it. I'm done. Yeah, defeated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Defeated. It didn't seem like she was defeated. Like, you know, like Dustin Poirier, it looked like he was defeated. You know, he just felt like, oh my God, I can't, like I let it slip through my fingers again. And this, this to me seems like if they fight again, you know, like we just said, minus four hundred, still a stupid, like big favorite. She's not gonna. Maybe the days of her being minus sixteen hundred. Now that it's gonna be fresh in people's mind that this can happen, you know, it it can go down like this, like like we talked about, like Amanda Nunes, she used to be a dog from time to time, man. Like she would just like lay down and quit, and that's what the people are, are are accusing her of quitting. And I don't think she necessarily was she quit or was quitting, but. I think she just realized, hey, this is this is over, man. I, I'm tired. She took me down, and once she got the like, I don't think you're quitting once someone has a a, a hold of your neck. You know, like, Juliana she, said you, that it's she over. Didn't have, 
She would have broke her neck. I know. That's that's such like that's Diaz uh, brother talk, dude. That, yeah, it is. I definitely think she had a nice grip on her neck, and it's obviously oh not no doubt. That. It's more about the not letting it get to that no point. Hooks. You know what no I mean? Like, in. yeah, it's true. She like kind of had her back. Didn't have a hook in. She was like standing while Amanda was on her knees. It was a very a very bizarre fight, honestly. And I think Juliana didn't even know the fight was over. She said she thought the round ended. And yeah. I was like looking at her. I'm like, why is she just not? Why is she not excited? Like, I get people react in different ways. I don't know how I'd react. I'd probably just throw my mouthpiece to like the 80th row and freak the fuck out. But what either way, fuck? man, I'm, who the fuck is the best? It's me. I'm the best. Either way, I'm uh, I'm happy for her. Honestly, you know, I wasn't ever a huge Amanda Nunes fan. I just really wasn't. Me either. I, I mean, yeah, Team Val over here. But good for Juliana Pena, man. She gets 50k for that. The next rematch, she's probably going to get uh, a bunch of money. She's got a bunch of fame now. Uh, she's got a family that she's, I think, just recently, at least in the last couple of years, has uh, you know, started. So good for her, man. I'm really actually you know, happy for her that she gets uh, this kind of setup yeah. for the rest of her career and life, potentially. Yeah, and not, nothing but uh, good things to say about her. And I like when someone talks shit like that. That's what I told you. It's it's yeah. something – before the fight, we talked about how she's something different. You know, like she's yeah. – it's interesting. Like I don't know how it's – and we didn't know before. Like I don't know how this is going to go. She might get beat up. But it's it's nice to see somebody like push the bully and say, hey, man, like this – I could fuck you up. Like you, you coming in here mess – and she did it, man. She did it. She stood yeah. right in front of her. I don't know how rematch will go, like you said, but – for now, she's gonna have to do the same thing. I think she's gonna to, to try to wrestle more because, man, if she, if she can get Amanda down, Amanda has historically not been good on the ground. I mean, she can submit you, yeah, she's very offensive, but defensively, she's really always lacked. It was just the fact that she's bigger and stronger and quicker and faster and hits harder than everybody. So that advantage, or so you think, isn't really you know you can't really get to it. Um, so I think that's what Juliana's gonna have to do in the rematch. You know, I thought she's gonna wrestle more this time. Okay. You know, those hands, man. The Venezuelan Vixen gets it done. She gets it done, man. And now she is the UFC Women's Bantamweight Champion of the World. And she either has a rematch with Amanda next, and I don't know how soon they're going to do that or what, what the plan is. But I guess maybe Rousey can make a comeback. You know, maybe Misha Tate, the winner of Misha Tate, Aspen Lad. You know, I'm just kidding. Oof, uh, I, don't even, I don't even know what's 35. has always been really kind of a – Real top heavy, I guess you can say. It's either the, I mean, if you look at the rankings here, uh, you know, you got Holly Holm as number two. Uh, Irene yeah, I mean, Aldana is like, number. You know, it's crazy to see Amanda Amanda Nunes in the in the rankings now. She's number one ranked. Aspen Ladd's number four. Ketlin Vieira. Ketlin Vieira might walk her way into a title shot. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's just you know, Norma Dumont's number fifteen in bantamweight. I haven't seen her. She, she ain't making bantamweight, she needs, dude. She needs some respect. Fuck it. She's thick, dude. She ain't making no bantamweight, bro. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, Jeff Neal and uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Kind of a boring fight, uh, to be honest. It was yeah, nothing big happened. Is what? Nah, you know, yeah, there it, was a lot of pitter patter. Which you know, for one eight one seventy, they were hitting each other hard, and no doubt, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of activity. It just was like not not the activity. Also, it was in a really awful spot. And I kind of hate. <laughs> this is why I hate when they do this. You know, they put a fight. Before, you know, right in the middle of the main card after Cody gets slept and Sean O'Malley knocks somebody out. And then before Amanda gets upset and before Dustin gets choked out, it's just like. Yeah, I guess it's in a bad spot. Yeah. And, you know, it has perks like, oh, you know, here's a time where we can take a break. You know, if you're at a watch party or whatever the fuck. But, you know, I don't want to take a break. (laughs) You have the main cards humming along, you know, 
And the pacing for this card, I thought was really good. Like they were just speeding guys after in the ring after one of them after the uh, yeah. After the other. There was a ton of fights. Right, fifteen or fourteen. So, you know, you didn't get too much time uh, in between fights, but usually you have a little bit of time to go to the bathroom, smoke, drink, eat, whatever. Uh, so this fight was okay. You know, I didn't didn't really have uh, too much implications, which is again why I kind of hate these random. You know, non-ranked slash fifteen-ranked fights in the middle of a main card, kind of just you know, unnecessary. But it is what it is. I see. I, I understand why they do it. They put the big names in the beginning of the main uh, main event, so you get to watch, and then they put the, obviously the big names at the end, so you stick around. I get it. But um, yeah, Jeff Neal won. I, I thought he looked good, honestly. You know, Ponzinibbio has been up and down since he's come back. Um, it's so good for Jeff Neal getting that win. He had he, he was you know if he lost again, especially if he got like finished, it was going to be a cut watch for him. But, um, yeah, Ponsonibio, you know, he's a little older. He had that injury. He had multiple injuries. Uh, the Lee Jang Liang fight didn't look good, but he did beat Baeza, which yeah, that win didn't age that well. So we'll see what's next for both of them. I think Jeff Neal, you know, got some momentum going in this fight. Uh, he's still quick. He still hits hard, but, you know, we'll see. Huge coming off the, you know, the DWI and to get a yeah. nice, uh, nice victory. And, uh, I'm sure it doesn't hurt to have a little extra money when you got to pay all that, all them fines and lawyers and stuff. So shout out to Jeff Neal. Yeah. Ponzinibbio just, he just got hit too easily in this one and just wasn't able to ever, uh, gain the respect of Jeff Neal. And Jeff Neal was able to just bet, like hit him, like just keep him off of him, I guess is the best way to say it. And good for him, man. You got the wins a split. I don't know really, uh, why, but. You know, I thought it was pretty yeah. obvious that, I mean, well, it was close, but like, it wasn't like a blow. I mean, one guy at 30-27, I think Ponzinibbio won that's, I don't remember, I can't remember right now, but I think it was the second yeah. round or something like that. But maybe the third round, I think it was one who was starting to, Jeff was getting a little tired or, I don't, that, and that was, like you said, it's in a bad spot because it just, yeah. it just got sandwiched up by these it. crazy, yeah. absolute wild events that were going down. And how about, this is a, a little bit of a sad oh, one. Kai Carr of France put the bed, put Cody Garbrandt to bed, man. And three minutes, 21 seconds, that ends uh, Cody Garbrandt's flyweight uh, debut. Uh, I don't know. I don't know which way to go with this. I mean, good for Kai Carr of France. It's a big victory against a guy who was a former champion. But, uh, you know, for Cody, what uh, he might, I mean, he's on cut watch, ain't he? Yeah, he might be done. I think he, you know, because what else do you need to do? He switched camps. He's made, uh, he's moved down in weight, and everything that he's done, his chin is just always going to be an issue. It happened back in the day when he fought Jarrell Hodge in in, in, uh, in amateurs, or maybe yeah, in amateurs, and he got knocked. He got knocked out stiff like ten seconds into the fight, and you know, he, his chin has never been good. What you know, fuck good, good shit. It's really shit. You know, yeah. Browns can bang. It's a huge man. weakness, man. Uh, you know, Kai Car France can bang, and he, you know, his nickname is Don't Blink for a reason. He's still only 28. He's still getting better, you know, with those city kick up, kickboxing guys that uh, we don't necessarily love so much. Um, but man, you know, Cody's defense, he, he doesn't, his hands are just, you know, kind of around his face, but they're not blocking his face. They're just there. And he backs up a lot. He doesn't do what he, you know, what happens to the Cody that fought Dominic Cruz? I mean, look at Dominic Cruz now, and look at Cody Arbrand now. It's just insane. Given the disparity in age and with all the injuries Dom's had and how good he looked in that fight, I mean, he was dancing on Dominic Cruz. That's prime Dominic Cruz. Nobody does that. Yeah. Um, and now he's getting put to sleep by Kai Car France. No disrespect, he's you know he's a beast. And by the time his UFC career is up, he, you know he might be a legend in his own right. But 
that's just, you know, what, what do you do now? There's, do you move back up to Bantamway and fight fucking, you know, whoever the fuck? That's O'Malley. Like that, that, honestly, no, I truly believe that's his only, like, like he has to, I don't even, like, fight Adrian Yanez or something like that at 35. Oh, like, no, we can't, we can't do that. No, but, like, seriously, like, well, uh, that or fight old guys. Like, fight Frank Yeager, which he's not going to happen because he's for training with them guys, right? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. uh, he's, like, he's cooked, dude. It's what it looks like, he's cooked. Yeah, no, he does look very cooked. You'd have to give him somebody like fucking Davy Grant <laughs> or Tony Gravely. Like, he might you, lose you know, to them guys. Like, right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you got Chris Gutierrez, who's ranked 28th at Bantamweight. What happens when Chris Gutierrez presses him? <laughs> you know, like, Brian Keller Keller is a bum, but he can hit hard. Hotel Jackson, same thing. Like, I don't know, man. I really just don't know what you, what you do next. You put him in there against somebody who's not that good, and he gets beat again or gets hurt at least. Then you can't do anything. Like, you know, if you want to salvage his career and salvage him, his, his health too. I mean, you know, he's been put to sleep, put out hard many times now. And see, what is he? Is he? He's thirty, right? I think. Cody Garbrandt like is thirty years old. Yep, July seventh is his birthday, and he's ten you know, and five now, or twelve and five. I'm sorry, ten knockouts, uh, five losses, four by five knockout. Five last six. He's been knocked out four times. Yep. Five of his last six fights, and the only one he did he won was you know a sunset. We're all like, oh, he's back. When the sunset was you know cooked, and somehow it doesn't lose, doesn't get knocked out by Rob Font, and I had five inside the distance, so that was cool. Uh, I don't know how he was a zombie against him, but uh, either way, he's I, I yeah. think he's done, man. There's there's just nothing else he can do. Maybe thirty five. I guess thirty five would be the only yeah, option. He's gonna have to go back there. You know, he's gonna have to. There's really no other choice. He can't stay down there. Obviously, that's just not gonna work. I mean, Kai Carter Francis is good. You know, you're not, but, you know, what are you going to do? Move, uh, you know, stay down there and fight fucking, I don't know, Manel Kopp or Tajir Ulmbekov, you know, Sumir, Sum, Sum, Sumir, uh, Jiri, whatever his name is, Tim Elliott, which, <laughs> that's just not, nobody wants that. So, I don't know what's next for him, man. Yeah, uh, Bellator, maybe. Um, yeah, honestly. No, nah, I don't not. even mean that as disrespect. Like, there, there has to, there has to be something else out there for him. And I think at 35 over in Bellator, he could, I mean, it's not going to be easy work, but, you know, he has a better chance. Maybe he'll make the same or, close, you know, more money over there and whatnot. I don't know. I think he's probably making a good amount of money here in the UFC, so. Yeah, he still is. And he probably still will, you know, as long as you put him in there with somebody or on a pay-per-view. But if you're the UFC, yeah, but, how, how, how long can you do this for, man? How, yeah. How, how many more of these can you continue to try it out there where he, he needs a win, dude? It's, I we're get, I know it's uh you know four of your last five is is not not a good situation to be in man and, and with no uh vision of the way back because if if you're you're a fighter and you're just getting to your chin, he's not even like his chin's bad he just gets hit so like Easy. hard now yeah like yeah. he doesn't get out of the way of any he's not doesn't have that elusive. You know, like you said in that in that cruise fight, like that's one of the greatest single night performances I've ever seen to this yeah. day. And it, that guy is so far away, gone, and maybe it's the back and all. Like guys who've had back stuff, they've had trouble coming back. I mean, even you look at DC. Yeah. DC had a back thing, and he was never the same after that. He just was uh, not, you know, not even close to the same fighter anymore. And Cody just seems like he's not even close to the same fighter anymore. And I guess we'll see what's uh, next for him. I, another, hey, Belter can work. I, you know, it absolutely could, dude. It absolutely could. Is is um, Patchy Mix, dude? Uh, is is um is what's the name of the champion over there? Darren Caldwell. I think he might be. I, I don't think know if so. he's the, But then you got like I don't know, fucking uh, Joe Warren. 
uh, Eduardo Dantas. I don't even know who else, honestly, is over there. Uh, Steve Garcia, the dude from Juan the Archuleta. Yeah. Like, Coffee on you know, there's, there's some names, but like. Magomed, really Magomedov. Right. Like, there's other names that you can just throw them in there against. I don't know. It's it's a sad it's a sad story. Either way, it's, it sucks, unfortunately. Yeah, and, uh, you know. Good luck, honestly, because it's it's, it's not it, it's not easy in the uh, in the fight game in the UFC game, and you're not going to get an easy fight in here any, anywhere anytime soon. So he probably uh, feels so defeated too. Like I don't, you know, I don't know what else can what he, he do? said after. I don't know what he said after the fight. Uh, usually, he's very here, like he knows what he did wrong, and he knows that he needs to get better. He's very self aware, which is you know, which is good because he wasn't when he was younger when he fought TJ. Um, and he's probably just so defeated, man. I actually feel bad. Like, you know, he's training hard. He's, he's getting in good shape. Um, I just can't get it done. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, it's tough to see these guys just like – this is like I was saying. Like he's Car Car France after the fight said he's a legend in the game. He's – you know, it's, Cody deserves all this credit. And I was like, dude, he's 30 years old, man. We're talking about this really? guy like he like they're putting him down like he's Chuck Liddell, you know, like oh wow, you know, just beat like a forty year old guy who's been like Cody's supposed to have way more gas in the tank, and you know his career is just supposed to be getting underway. Seventeen fights, that's crazy. It's crazy, but you know, a guy whose fight is you know who's got fifteen fights and looks like he's just getting started. Sean O'Malley, man, uh, he, he made Piva look like he had no business being in there with him. And although, you know, we kind of said, like, uh, you know, we, right, we used the Kyler Phillips fight as an example, just saying, like, if Kyler Phillips had him in trouble, you know, I can only imagine it. And only imagine what O'Malley would do to him. And O'Malley, he hit him with that signature, fake, fake the right hand underneath and came over the top with it and just, you know, he, elite finishing, you know, just was fire, just emptied the tank, knew what he had to do and... Who was reffing that one? My liberal Mark Goddard, or I'm, not, I'm I forget, <laughs> I forget who. Um, I forget. Yeah. They, you know, they had no choice but to stop that thing. He was two just fly, like uh, highlight real KOs for uh, Kai Car France and Sean O'Malley back to back. But O'Malley now ranked number thirteen. Uh, I, you know, seems like they're now Dana wants to you know gonna pay him some money and get him someone to fight. What's next for Sean O'Malley? How did you feel about the fight? Your thoughts. Yeah, he looked good. You know, I thought maybe if he got out of the first, he, he, he could be in a little bit of trouble because you know, we, we, don't, we don't know. We know. There's a lot of question marks about him and how deep he can go, what happens if he gets pressured or hit hard. Um, you know, his, his loss, I don't, I don't really hold that against him, man. He was hurt. Uh, you know, it was just a very weird, uh, very just weird fight. You know, he, he was kind of on one leg the whole time. He couldn't do anything. He was still throwing punches, which is the funniest part. Um, and he didn't really take damage, you know, to the face anyway. He took a couple elbows, but... Um, I would definitely, I would definitely like to see him fight maybe, maybe Dom. I mean, is that, is that too, is that too much? You know, run it back with Cheeto. Um, maybe give him Marlon Marais or Pedro Munoz if you want to kind of take it easy. Um, but even those are tough fights. Yeah. Um, I like, I like the Marais fight. That seems like a nice, uh, if I'm trying to ideally match make him or. Because Marlon, man, in that first round, he's fucking. Killer he's be deadly. killed. Yeah, he's deadly <laughs> in that first round, and uh, you know, and maybe that. Even though Malley's saying like he was hurt, the he had a rib situation going on, and you know he would have been he would have been fucked if he wasn't doing any grappling. You know, I don't like I don't like that kind of talk because it's like you know why yeah. would you take the fight then? But 
uh, you know, these guys are fighters, so you, like you said, he had all these people that wanted to come out and watch him. And like I would have been, we would have been. This card would losing the Masvidal fight and then losing this would have just been, you know, even yeah, another negative. I love watching him fight. It's always a show. So, looking forward to whatever's next. It might, it might have to be someone ranked now. It's gonna yeah, happen. Easy. easy, even if it's like you know, Song Yadong. That would be a great fight. Song Yadong. Uh, Cody Stamen even. Cody Stamen, Marlon Vera, Rob Font. Run it back with Cheeto, man. I would like to see a Rob Font situation. Oof, that's tough. I mean, that's it's really it's tough. really high up, but I, I I always like to fast track my guys. You know, I'm trying to get maybe have him fight a Sun Sal. He's still in there in the rankings. Yeah, it has to be Marais though. Marais is the perfect matchup, or run back to Cheeto fight one or the other, or you have him fight a Yanez or somebody like that. Uh, you know, either way, we're getting a Sugar Sean fade away first round knockout. All right, there you go. Uh, and I'm just yeah, you kind of right. It doesn't really matter who it is, but I just want to see it happen. Uh, so let's, uh, you know, we got a lot of fights left here, so I guess we don't want to waste as much time on some of these, but they do deserve a, 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 good, a good talking about. I can't believe Jordan Wright got KO'd like that, but Josh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Josh Emmett, uh, good win against Dan Ige. It was a tough fight, but. Uh, third round was good. I thought Emmett was fucked in the third, but he, he pulled it out. So did I, but he, he looked good. Uh, yeah. You know, for, for the majority of it. Yeah, jo- I mean, he did look good. Uh, sorry, I had had a little technical difficulty there. Uh, Dominic, yeah, uh, a lot going on. Yeah, a lot, a lot going on here. Dominic Cruz. I guess we just keep moving. Dom, I actually, you know, what? I don't want to. What What would you do next there at forty five for Emmett? I mean, because he continues to. He's just almost top five now. Yeah, he's number yeah. six. So it's like that's a, such a good division too. I want to see what Sadiq Youssef. You know, when he's coming back, I think him against maybe Ige or or uh, one of them would be actually a good fight. But I think Emmett now. I think maybe you give him who's Cater fighting again. It's um, Cater's Queen's Army. Fighting uh, uh, Giga. Giga. So maybe give him the winner, winner of that. Maybe give me uh, Ortega. Um, you know, because you can really you can do a lot of things here. Because you have Volk and you know, I guess Max. <laughs> if they're gonna fight thirty five more times, you know, there's not really much else you can do. Maybe get Yair in there against Emmett. That would be a really good striking match. Um, I don't know. You can do a lot of things with Josh. Emmett. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. We'll see how he, how he does going forward. He's still a little limited. You know, he goes for the kill shot too much, but, man, he hits fucking hard. Ortega. What do you do with Ortega? I guess that's going to be a while. Him against Tracy Cortez. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, a, and a live sex celebration like uh, Ed, yeah. Edge did back in the WWE days. Uh, <laughs> now, Emmett may be nice against a yeah, Yair. Or Arnold Allen, somebody like that. I guess I don't. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time matchmaking. We got. We'll have plenty of time on next week's episode where we. Sure enough. Where we have. I don't know if we're going to do the year end that episode or not. We'll decide. Maybe we'll, after. Maybe we'll decide next week on, yeah. on next week's uh, lot. You know, great edition. Uh, Dominic Cruz, man, turned the clock back with a with a great performance. Gets rocked in the first round, loses the first, uh, survives. Keith Pearson would have stopped the fight, but comes back in that second and third round and just outclasses Pedro Munoz. Gets the win. Big Cruz fan here, dude. I love Dominic Cruz. So it was it was a great win, uh, profitable. So I, I, that's all I can say. Just nothing but good things to say about our leader, Dominic Cruz. Um. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping Pedro won the first. He had him rocked. He had him, I thought, dead to rights, and then he choked. So Pedro Munoz is definitely officially added to my wow. do not bet list. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, warning. 
he is on there. Um, there's a couple others on there, but uh, I'm having a hard. I'm having a memory loss right now because P- Pedro, you know, he really fucked me hard. He he got the momentum going into the night. You know, there was some momentum right before when you know Tai Tuivasa did the shoey. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, Pe- I can get Pedro at like even money. He should be able to win a split decision, but he he doesn't. So you know, it is what it is. Dominic looked fucking awesome. He did after getting rocked and. What do you, he landed like a hundred and something strikes. He even got a takedown, which is hard. Pedro doesn't get taken down ever. Uh, I know he was like one of 10, but either way, he still got him down. So great performance from Cruz, man. Uh, you know, he's 24 and three and he's, yeah, it seems like he's been through so much and he's lost a lot. And he's lost so many years just from injuries. You know, how many years did he take off? Let's see. Four years from the, from the yeah. Cody, this, uh, from the Cody, the Cejudo fight. And, you know, he lost two years after the Mizugaka fight before he beat TJ. He lost three years bef- after he fought Demetrius. Yeah, that's a lot the of fucking decade, time. Basically, just that's added up so that insane. And he's only he, only he's thirty six. Seems like he's been around forever. You know, he was fighting uh, in two thousand and what when he was in WEC when he fought Faber. Remember, he made his debut in WEC. Lost to Faber in like oh seven, way back in the day, back when we were like middle uh, middle school. Yeah, so like you know, to see him still fighting, still fighting at a high level, still kind of look the same. You know, move the same. Everything is similar, um, and he's getting. He's, it seems like he's hitting harder, honestly, too, which is crazy. And he looks um, clean, man. You can you can tell that he's healthy and get like he said he got his sparring rounds in. You can definitely tell that because just of like the the one twos down the middle. Like he used to be like kind of all wild, and uh, I like to compare like that style to like the Benavidez like WEC style, where it's just like I'm gonna just like duck and dip in for a wild looping punches, yeah. and then. Cruz does that, but he also mixes in that just straight down the middle one two or like a take. Like I just love Cruz's game. It's just it, it's he's so smart and he always like despite the physical limitations, always finds a way to be competitive and stay in fights. And I I love I just love watching him fight. And I and next you know he's going to fight somebody up the rankings. I like to talk about Sean. Uh, I like the you know he ain't going to fight Sugar Sean. I I. I Co- or Corey Sanhagen would be a nice fight to watch. Anyone above him, I would like to see him fight because yeah. he—it's just that's how good bantamweight is. It, it's a fucking deep-ass division, man. So can't wait to see what's next. Tied to Avasa does the showy on Augusto Sakai. Uh, well, Augusto, we—we've been taught. If you listen to this podcast, we've been telling you the last couple times that this guy's absolutely cooked. Well, I mean, I think I picked him against uh, Jarzinho, which was a huge mistake. Yeah. And I didn't make the mistake this week of picking. I, we all were on Tuivasa, the KO. We cashed out. Um, that it's a big bet. It's a congratulations there, Ty. Yeah, easy work, man. He's been fighting well ever since he's you know started taking it more serious. No more partying because remember we got the UFC. He was you know getting those performance of the night bonuses against uh, you know Cyril Asker and Rashad Coulter and uh, not in the UFC, but again your brother James McSweeney. Yes. So. You know, that got to his head, and then he took he had to take a loss to Junior. Uh, and he was, you know, he landed some shots in that fight, and then he lost to Ivanov in a boring fight, and then Spivak choked him. So it was kind of like, you know, what's next? Um, was that four, four first-round knockouts in a row? I guess this is the second round, beginning of the second. Four early knockouts in a row, man. Uh, you know, how could you not love Ty Tuivas, honestly? He's a good dude. He seems like a good dude. You know, the shoey, everyone's like, oh, it's so gross. But it's just, it's, it's him. It's what he does. It's his thing. And, you know... When you when you do what he does and you celebrate like that, it just gets everybody fucking pumped. So I'm you know, I'm here for Ty Tuivasa, and I am as well. He's ranked now. 
number 11, number 11 in the world, right behind Tom Aspinall and guys of that nature. You know, we have a big... That's where it starts getting serious. Yeah, man. And we have a big heavyweight matchup this weekend with that we will get into and we will discuss at length. So it's, you know, he's he's setting himself up pretty nice, dude. He's, ma- he's making quite a run. And uh, Sakai's on the opposite end. He's making the opposite run. And uh, it, it has not looked good for him at all. He didn't look like he had any business being in there with Tuivasa and... You know, it's more credit to Tuivasa, I would say, because he's like you said, just the the progression of him as a fighter and as an athlete has been uh, nice to see. And you know, who's uh, not been nice to see is Jordan Wright, the Beverly Hills Ninja, Bruno Silva with a brutal KO of him. It kind of, I do kind of like Jordan Wright's killer be killed sort of uh, mentality, but uh, you know, I mean, at a certain point, he he gets hit once and it's over. Uh, I, I just, uh, his legs just give out on him. Bruno Silva was hurt, though. He Bruno Silva was getting yeah, no, was he getting, was getting beefed was... up for a little bit there. Oh, in the one twenty eight that this fight went, but uh, Jordan Wright can strike. That's fucking for sure. But you know he can't take strikes. He's the Johnny Walker at middleweight. Yeah, I just don't care to see him fight, or I don't trust him. You know, shout out to anyone who had Bruno Silva. Uh, I don't. I think I told you to stay away from this because it was. Uh, you, I think you you had yeah. uh, T- Silva TKO if I remember correctly. Yeah, but, so that's uh, good. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus, Andre Muniz uh, submits Eric your boy Anders pretty easily. Uh, you know, easy as soon as Anders stepped up, he fucking moved his arm, moved his leg, and then he grabbed Anders' back foot, tripped, kind of brought him down the momentum, and that was it. Man, it was fucking watching him. Put guys in submissions and, and you know snake his way through their aren't their limbs and just put it in. It's fucking serious, man. He is really good at that. Uh, obviously, especially for the big guys and big guys don't usually be uh, moving like that. Yeah, you know? and Anders is a big Anders is a big boy for middleweight. Like you know, so I'm excited with Mooney's. I think he he should have got a bonus, and I can't wait to see what he does next at 185. I think we might have a serious uh, challenger. Now. Somebody that we have uh, on this podcast not been giving the proper credit or respect to, I would say, is uh, this one, this next uh, lady that I'm going to talk about here, Erin Blanchfield. Okay, we kind of have laughed at her, uh, you know, because we don't really know much. Uh, the name, I think the name, you know, Erin yeah, Blanchfield like, just sounds so unass- like... Unassuming and... Uh, yeah, you know, like, and that's uh, our fault. Yeah, and... But listen, Miranda Maverick is somebody that we have respect for on this podcast. She, we thought that she was, you know, legit, and uh, you know, uh, not necessarily an immediate contender, but a good prospect up and coming. Uh, we, we we're gonna have to put that on hold right now because I'm on the Aaron she Blanchfield hype train, dude. And she yeah. she smoked Miranda Maverick, smoked for her being, from beginning to end. For being 22, uh, cold blood is a good nickname, and she. Ragdoll her. I mean, that was easy. She was just backing her down and throwing her down. And, you know, Maverick for once looked like the weaker and smaller and scared opponent uh, or fighter in there. Um, so, yeah, it's really impressive. Honestly, I did not see Blanchfield doing that at all. You know, definitely a team Blanchfield. I think we got to uh, pay some more pay some more uh, attention to her. She didn't get any money, but I felt like she did too just for how thorough of a domination it was. I mean, she didn't really – I, I mean, I guess it's not exciting, and, and you know that the, what the shit that they want to pay the money for, but it, it not not very impressive nonetheless. Uh, I, I don't, I don't even know what to what to say. I can't believe she did that to her, though. Like, I could not believe. That I she know she worked her dogged over. her for fifteen dogged her for fifteen minutes, and you know she was supposed to fight Macy Barber, which 
you know, I think she does the same thing to her easily, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think it would have been any different, to be honest. Now, now like, the, the just the – she didn't, like I, – I don't know. It's hard to explain, but, like, the wrestling, she just didn't stop – like, didn't quit. When she didn't get yeah. the first one, I'll just do this. I'll try this. I'll try – like, yeah. she just knew I'm getting this to the ground, and when I get it to the ground, I'm just going to lay the – I'm going to keep the pressure on her, and she's not going to be able to get back up, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I like how she said, like, I'm not ready to fight Valentina yet, but that's, you know, I'll make some adjustments. I'm, I'm coming for I I like that, man. She's com- yeah, I'm 22 she years that. old, man. Coming Put her for in there her, now. Man. She ain't winning now. Coming for her. I don't know uh, what, it, it, you know, I mean, she's not ranked yet, but, I mean, goddamn, she should be, dude. Yeah. Uh, your girl Casey O'Neill has a fight against uh, the GOAT coming up. Can't wait for Casey O'Neill to put her to sleep. End the career of Roxanne Montefiore, who has said that this will be Thank her God. retirement fight. Um, you know, well, what a legend. Uh, yeah. Sure. Ryan Hall, we have one of those fights where it was just a grapple fest. Oh. And Ryan Hall, I don't understand Derek. Derek Minner, just, you know, James, oh. poor James Krause can, can only do so much <laughs> for a guy. Derek Minner did this. I mean, this is, uh, you know, we sh- I should have known because I thought he would have learned from the last fight where he gassed himself, uh, gassed himself out and, like, Elkins, he couldn't get out of there, and he just got out grappled by him. That he would, you know, not try to wrestle and grapple so much with a, uh, you know, an elite Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, and he just continued to play right into his game and just got himself caught in all these weird fucking positions and holds and threats and all this different stuff. And Ryan Hall fought a Ryan Hall fight and got the win. Yeah, bore, still not a Ryan Hall fan, so yeah, it was boring. Care. It was boring. So it's not, you know, not not even much to talk about. Tony Kelly take took out our boy Randy Costa. Who very disappointing, uh, I very, would say. Very. Um, Tony Kelly came out though, and you know, at, at twenty hours fresh out the car, he wanted to stretch them legs, <laughs> and he just and he just honestly he they put the pressure on Costa from the very beginning. Was throwing shit in his face the entire time. Costa looked overwhelmed from the very beginning, and, and could never establish himself. And Kelly just eventually finished him up against the fence. Would hold him up against the fence. Uh, he was trying to. I think he took him down maybe once or twice. But mm-hmm. you know, Costa just looked like he has no business being in in uh, in the UFC. I know he does because he has a, a lot of skill and talent. But in this specific fight, he did not look good at all, man. It's and especially after the Yanez, uh, you know, where he got came back yeah. on, and I just thought he was going to look. I thought this was going to be more of like a, I'm back and I've learned from my mistakes sort of fight, not a let's double down on them, you know? Yeah, but. Uh, good for Tony Kelly. Uh, you know that guy's uh, a little bit of a freak, but he, he's a little crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get him. Good for him. And uh, Jillian Robertson beats the Priscilla Catchewara who misses weight and tries to thumb her eyeball out of her head. And Priscilla yeah. did not Finger. win us money on the opening like she did a uh, last time against Gina Mazzani. Uh, came up a little short. Good for Jillian Robertson. She looked good. Dominated her. Uh, so, so submission game, dude. First round submission. I told you. Catchewara is good on the feet, though. If she can get if a fight, just did that. I think I would have won money. But, there you go. Yeah. See, that, and that's well, this. And you know what the good thing is? There's always an opportunity again to make our money back. And that's why yep. we're not even going to waste your time, ladies and gentlemen. Right into <laughs> it. Derek Lewis, Chris Dawkins, or Dukakis, as well, the one guy said on the Oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> it's, I love when they're like, dude, where are they getting these two Ks from? Like, where? Hey, yeah, what are we doing? Derek Lewis and Kyle Dawkins, uh, this Saturday from the Apex. I'm trying to find the odds up here. Here we go. We got plus 120 on DraftKings for Derek Lewis. Minus 140 to Chris Dawkins as a favorite. What do you make wow. of it, dude? I'm scared to bet either one of them. <laughs> to be honest, 
Uh, I think I would take Dawkins, though. He's he's hungry. I don't know. You know, Derek Lewis is always hungry, which is the problem. Uh, I just don't know what Derek Lewis we're going to get. Like, I can't I can't gamble on him. I can't. He, he's such a gamble himself, you know. He has those highlight real knockouts, but he has so many dull moments, even in those fights. Like, he has just too much of a dull period for me to really even want to watch him, honestly. Like, I, I like him at all, and he's fan favorite, and he usually uh, will bang. But, man, a lot of just waiting and just standing. Like, he just kind of stands there a lot. Like, in, yeah. in place. Uh, so we'll see. Dawkins moves around a little bit. You know, he, he can get hit. Uh, it's heavyweight. Anything can happen. So uh, I'm going to go with the Philly boy, Chris Dawkins, 100%. Um, I just I can't trust him either, you know? Yeah, well, it's more – Chris Dawkins is a situation where this is a huge step up in uh, competition, I would say. I mean, he fought Abdul Rachmanov, right? Is yeah. that uh, one, one of the Russian gentlemen that is large. Uh, yeah, that's and right. he knocked him out, right? Yep. Yeah. Linux, another Russian fellow. Yeah, so he's coming off one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh no, that's a loss. So that's five straight uh, KOs, KO victories since 2019. Yes, that's a huge uh, victory on his. Uh, so I mean, but you think about it, Parker Porter, uh, you know, Hajirio Nasimento, Alexei Olenek, and Shamil Abdurakhmanov are not exactly uh, you can say the elite level of competition that Derek Lewis has fought. And uh, I guess, you know, we kind of – you can make this mistake because it doesn't really matter in, in, in theory. So in this matchup, though, it, the, it's tough, like you said, to bet against Derek Lewis every time because it's just one. And all it takes is that one to just end the fight. And I think Chris Dawkins' style plays into Derek Lewis and him just being able to land that one shot. But I can't trust Derek Lewis. I'm kind of just in. I'm in lockstep with you. I'm kind of saying exactly what you said, but just in a different way. Uh, yeah, I just I don't trust him, and I'm not betting him, and uh, not especially against a Philly guy and uh, a local legend, nope. uh, Chris Dawkins. Give me Chris Dawkins, and I'm not maybe a KO prop. I, that's probably better off, you know, maybe. But I, I think his Chris Dawkins' best weight is just to outpoint him and just win the exchanges, get in and get out. Uh, maybe eventually he gets lucky, catches Derek Lewis and backs him up, and you know gets the finish. Maybe Derek Lewis gasses out. Derek Lewis has been hurt and you know gotten himself in trouble in some of these fights. Maybe a body shot. He's very susceptible to them body kicks and stuff. And Chris Dawkins likes to throw them kicks. So yeah, yeah, we shall see. yeah. Well, we shall see. But I'm going Chris Dawkins. A banger uh, to end the year, though. What's up? It's going to be a nice banger to end the year. No doubt. And, you know, it's the last fight, last UFC fight of the year. Uh, and I think it's the last MMA, like, big MMA uh, thing. I mean, I don't know. Hmm. One championship's probably shooting a fucking uh, human out. being out of a cannon into the uh, <laughs> ring or something. Some other crazy <laughs> bullshit. But uh, Bilal Muhammad and Chris, or uh, Chris Thompson. I don't know what I was about to say. Chris Thompson. Steven Thompson. Oh, running back. Yeah, Chris Thompson. Uh, yeah, he used to fucking steal carries from all the Washington running backs. But <laughs> now they got J.D. McKissick to do that. Steven Thompson, Bilal Muhammad. Steven Thompson's minus 220. Bilal Muhammad plus 180. Uh, I'm, I mean, it's Wonder Boy all the way here for me. It's just a, a matchup thing. And uh, this is a Bilal Muhammad who matches up perfectly with a Steven Wonder Boy Thompson. For Steven Wonder Boy Thompson, I just think he's just going to keep him off of him. And and just be able to outpoint him. He probably wins a decision here. Yeah, keep him at range. I don't think the wall can take him down. Maybe he can grind him out if he does. You know, it's probably his best. Uh, you know, getting close, getting a clinch. But you, you do that against a karate expert, man. That's, that's asking for some knees and some kicks and some uppercuts breaking from the clinch. So we'll see what he can do. He's gonna have to grind. He's gonna have to grind him out and try to take him down. But I, I don't know if he's had much uh, success doing that. I don't think anybody does. 
Yeah, I mean that you're gonna look at the last fight and see the the Gilbert Burns and be like, oh well, yeah, obviously, like do that. But you know, not not everyone's Gilbert Burns. Not everyone yeah. like he's not. Th- you know, obviously, Wonder Boy would rather be standing up, but he's not as worried about going to the ground with Bilal Muhammad as he is. Uh, you know, a uh, Gilbert Burns. I just forgot his name that quickly, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's pretty easy. I don't know uh, props wise what you would really want to do here. I mean, the KO is plus three thirty, and the points I'm trying to see is minus one hundred five. So that's what they really think is going to happen. It's three rounds. So if I think it's a five round fight, maybe you could. I lean more towards a KO just because of the you know more time to actually get it done. But fifteen minutes, it just seems like you'd have to get lucky on. Uh, Wonderboy landed something crazy and absolutely could happen, but I would lean more towards uh, the points. I think the odds are good yeah, there. Especially three-rounder. Yeah, so let's keep it moving. This is a pretty good card to end the year. Amanda Lemos, Amanda Lemos and uh, Angela Hill. Uh, Amanda Lemos, TKO. That, that's, I just yep. want to get that out of the way. Plus 300. Don't know if it's going to happen, but there's not much money to be made otherwise on a minus 310. And maybe you, I mean... Fight goes through decision is minus 175, so they think that Hill could maybe outlast and just survive. But uh, a Lamos submission is plus 600. Uh, Lamos by decision is minus 105. So maybe that's what you would want to do if you think Angela Hill is tough enough to withstand the bombs that Amanda Lamos throws. So I don't think so, but hey, you know, you're you're your own person, so go by, by all means. Go ahead, people. But Amanda Lemos is coming off four straight victories, uh, submission, decision, two TKOs. You know, he knocked out your girl Montserrat Ruiz last time. So, yeah, uh, I remember that fight it was made. I told you the first first round it's going to end early. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be first round here, but I, I think she's going to beat her. The only the only thing Angela Hill has, I think it's the third. She uh, Lemos is tired. Other than that, she's going to get smoked. Yeah, that, that's just where I'm at too. Uh, this is a, this one's another good one, man. This is a good main card. A lot of good fights here. Uh, Rafael Sunsal and Ricky Simone. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, um, yeah, Ricky Simone, young, Sunsal old. Simone's up and coming, and Sunsal's fading out, but you know, those guys are hard to put away, especially from Ricky Simone. Remember, he lost to a 40 year old already. So, um, you know, you know, yeah, you're, you're you're even getting more underwater right now, dude. Oh jeez, fucking drowning. Hey, trying co- to, trying co- to the- this guy's like covering the uh, the talk hole, dude. <laughs> um, no, I got Simone. I think he's gonna take him down, wear him down. Decision. I don't think it might be. It might be a boring fight. Honestly. This is gonna be a boring um, fight. I would say. I, I'll yeah. go out on the limb and say that. I don't uh, know if Sun Sal can really be the dance partner that you're looking for here. This this next fight though might might be fun. Um, Matus Gamrot and Diego Fajera, Carlos Diego Fajera, uh, who's coming off two L's. You know, he just got TKO'd by. Uh, Gregor Gillespie, and, uh, you know, he lost a split decision against Benil Daryush, which looks pretty good, uh, you know, right good now. Fight. So yeah. it was a good fight, too, because he was able to – he you know, his grappling was on the level of uh, Daryush, but he just – Daryush never quit, and he just didn't get tired. And Diego tends to get tired in these fights and not listen to his coaches. That's another thing that I've learned that he does uh, do. But uh, the number here is a little interesting at minus uh, 180 for Gamrot. I like that. I'm gonna take Gamera. I don't tr- I just don't trust Fajardo, but I mean Gamera absolutely could uh, could lose this fight because he is a uh, younger guy. I mean, not young, young, but I mean he's a newer in the UFC, correct? 
Yeah, he's only yeah. had two fights. It was against what Scott or three. He lost to that. Um, oh uh, my that god, other dude. Yeah, no, I'm not even saying that name. That ain't Karam happening. Yeah, look at you, dude. Woo! <laughs> Fight of the night too. Split the same. He, um, so. he beat Scott Holtzman, who's cooked, and he beat Jeremy Stevens, who's also cooked. Uh, so we'll see. Carlos Diego Ferrer won't back up, but um, I think you know, I think he might be able to take advantage of him for sure. I think Gamrock gets the finish here. I don't know yeah, how it happens, but because I, I, I think his submissions are like he can hold his own on the ground. I just don't. I just worry about him getting himself thinking too much of himself on the ground and getting caught in some crazy shit. But give me, uh, give me Gamrot. Maybe play around with a little inside the distance. Uh, Cub Swanson and Darren Elkins, another absolutely fucking banger uh, of a fight. Give me. Uh, this is what minus one ninety for Cub Swanson, plus one sixty for Darren Elkins. This is a fight that normally I would just stay away from if, yeah, I, if I'm being 100%. smart. Uh, but, 100%. but if you want to have Elkins some fun, them. I, I would bet Elkins, honestly, at plus 160. That, that's Because I just don't – Cub Swanson is another untrustworthy character. I mean, look at the odds here, though. Minus 170, minus 190, minus 225, minus two. Like, it's all over the – they have no idea. And neither, neither do I. So, like, you can't trust them. So, give me the Elkins. And if you can get them at uh, around plus 200, I'm seeing plus 185 here on whatever uh, foreign website this is. So, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you can get something good if you're a uh, gambling man. Yep. Dustin Stolfoots. And Gerald, GM3 Mearshart, huge fan of him here on the podcast. Minus 225. This is uh, not, there's not a lot of uh, money line uh, wagers to be made here. Ooh, not, not at all, no. Uh, Maybe near short sub in the first round or something. Yeah, Stolfoots is kind of just a, he's just a guy, and GM3 is more of a gatekeeper. So I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, G, I, I don't think, I just think it's, I, don't, I just don't really care, to be honest, about for this fight. This is not a one I don't, uh, what about this next one? I don't know anything about this gentleman named Victor uh, Henry. But. Victor Henry, he beat Kyler Phillips back in the day uh, in the regional scene. Okay. He's pretty good. He's been in Ryzen for a while. Um, I think he's going to win some fights in the UFC. I don't think he's going to win this fight. Uh, Hione Barcelos, his father, is like a red belt, which is – there's like five, ten of them in the world. <laughs> and he got his black belt from him. So, you know, if, if things get hairy on the feet, Hione Barcelos will just take a limb from Victor Henry, I think. Um, you never know. Barcelos, you know, those Brazilians with amazing jiu-jitsu sometimes just die, you know, randomly in there. And they like to – they're a little uh, hard-headed, but I got Barcelos. I, I do like Victor Henry, though. I just think it's a tough spot for him. Dude, Barcelos, if you look at his record, like, it's all like it's crazy. All of the, like, decision and, like, KOs that he's, like, he's got uppercuts, grounded pound. I mean, he's, he did uh, rear naked choke Chris Gutierrez, which is a pretty good win. Yeah. Uh, beat a Medov, you know. Like, he, he's not been in there with uh, jokes, per se. And this Victor Henry, he's got 21-5. and five, like, like you said, like, he's been – Battle tested, you know, fought and rising. Uh, so, you know, I'm learning about this gentleman on the spot. But yeah, I, 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 this is a fight where I don't trust uh, Mr. Henry. And like you said, Bob Barcelos has been in there and in the UFC against very tough competition. So give me, give me that. What's the number? I, I already forget it. It's, I got Barcelos like minus three. Oh my goodness. 65. Yeah. yeah. All right. So probably submission here, right? Just for fun. Yeah. Uh, or Henry, or what's it called? We Barcelos inside the distance is plus one ten. So that's not bad. That if you want to oh, bet yeah, the, a fight like that, that's always your best option. It's just a fire and inside the distance, or 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 points bet, whichever one. You just got to pick one or the other. So you maybe you can get that number closer if you really think the guy's gonna win. Uh, one of our boys here, Harry Huntsucker. 
We love him here at, at the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Uh, he's fighting Justin Taffa. I could care less, but uh, I got Taffa. Taffa, yeah, uh, minus three twenty. I just, you know, not gonna bet this. Honestly, I won't even the, give uh, you. Judges sleeping. Yeah, Melissa Gatto and Sajar Eubanks. All right, maybe this is one you're gonna tune in later on in the night. Uh, Melissa Gatto, money line, send it to the house. Plus one forty five. Really, you, you yep. know, you're going yep. against the Sarge. Yes, I am. I think uh, Gatto is a dog. I think she's tougher. Um, you know, Eubanks might be able to put it on her early, but after that, she's going to fade. I, I like Melissa Gatto. This might be a little too a little too soon, but I, you know, what is Sajar Eubanks? I, not impressed. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, she does her thing when she has to. Uh, you know, but Melissa Gatto is seven zero, man. She's you know she she hasn't lost yet, and Eubanks loses every other fight. You know, so. Coming off that win against Elise Reed, who's we don't even think she's a real person at this point. Uh, I don't know what uh, you know. Eubanks lost decisions of Vieira and Kianzad easily. So give me Melissa Gatto in the upset, man. <laughs> Elise Reed, man. Yeah, not a fake person, not a real person. Oh my god, you just reminded me that girl got a religious beating <laughs> that night, dude. Oh my goodness. Who is the girl that? Came, oh my god. Who is the girl we were watching a couple weeks ago? Felicia, was it? Felicia Spencer, um, somebody who's beating the shit out of a girl who was like in the army who hadn't fought in like, like um, three years, dude. Um, fuck. <laughs> oh, it's killing me. It's killing me. God damn it. Yeah, she hadn't fought in forever, and they just put her in there. She gets absolutely smoked. Oh, the um, phenom. I'll find dude. it. I'll Here, find I'm it. looking at it right now. We are talking Keep... about Leah Letson, dude. Uh, Leah. Oh my, there she is. The legendary Leah Letson, who had not fought before that. In three years, and she was undefeated. Won again. She was um, undefeated. Un- no, I'm sorry. She was five and one going into that fight. She's now five and two. All right, good. Pour one out for release Reed or uh, Leah Letson. Yeah, I can't believe my computer even had to look that up. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the Sarge. Let's not get this sidetracked. Yeah, we're not. We don't trust the Sarge. Um, it might be too early for Melissa Gatto. If you're a smart person, don't bet any of this nonsense. Stay if you away. really care for your money, but and Melissa Gatto, give me that plus one forty-five. I'm in. Money line plus one forty-five. Andre Yule, Charles Jordan. Andre Yule plus one sixty. Yeah, I don't trust. I don't know the thing about either of them. Exactly, and I don't really trust uh, Jordan either. Yeah, Jordan. This would be a good fight, honestly. Honestly, I think you know it's in a bad spot, so I don't think anybody will be able to watch it really. But uh, we'll see if Jordan can bounce back off that Eurosa loss because I thought he was going to win. Yeah, uh, Jordan finds himself in those kind of fights where it's just he allows himself to get beat, and. Uh, I don't know. I just got confused by it. they have this guy's name is Des Green as opposed to Desmond Green. Isn't that the murderer? I don't know. He's in jail. Yeah, yeah like why he's in jail for a while. Name? He's fucking <laughs> all right. Yeah, good good luck in the in the sim bin. But I, I don't know. It's the second week in a row we had to bring that guy up. Let's let's stop bringing him up. Uh, him, I keep doing it. I can't help it. Uh, Andre Yule though. Uh, yeah, give me give me Jordan. Give me Jordan. And yep. uh, I don't know if it's going to be a finish. I. Andre Yule just got finished by who? Somebody pretty good, right? Uh, Julio yeah. Arce, right? Okay. Yep. And then Arce lost to this is a huge clusterfuck, Song Yidong. So, yeah. All right. I don't know why I'm talking about all this, but give me Charles Jordan. Let's just keep it moving. I'm, I'm wasting all your time, people. I'm sorry today. I'm just sorry. Raquel Pennington. You know what it is? Because there's not much to talk about with this. Yeah. Fights. Raquel Pennington, Maisie Chazon. 145. I'm fighting that. Yeah. Uh, Macy Chasson can't make weight. Is that what's going on? I think so. Yeah, she's she's like five eleven, man. She's tall. Plus one fifty. Um, I got Rocky though. I think Rocky 
gets our typical decision win. You know, I think you take the over on this fight over two and a half rounds or whatever, and I think you're good. If not, you know, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, give me the minus 170. If it gets any lower, it would be even better. I just I don't trust either one of these. So Josh Parisian, Josh Parmesan versus Dante Mays, who's Dante Mays is minus 190 in this fight. Lord Kong, um, 6'6 with an 81-inch reach uh, is what we're working with with Dante Mays. That is very special. Um, Josh Parisian has a long reach, too. The problem, Josh Parisian went the distance with Roki Martinez, and I didn't think he won, to be honest, whereas Dante Mays did beat him. Uh, this day standing, I think we're going to finally see Dante Mays' stand up, his boxing, because he can hit hard. He, you know, he, his stand's not awful. He just you grab him and he'll fall. So taking him down is not hard per se. Um, yeah, I got I got Dante Mays inside the distance. I think it's actually a pretty good bet, honestly. You know, it's that heavyweight to the very beginning of the card. Nobody really cares. Uh, so yeah, give me Dante Mays inside the distance. There you go. Look at that. We snuck in. It's not getting a good bet in here somewhere. Yeah. Man. Why not? Uh, this next fight, or this first fight, it's not horrible either. I mean, Jordan Levitt and Matt Sales is kind of. I like Jordan Levitt just because he. I mean, he's coming off a loss, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he yeah, lost, they lost, both are. Um, I lost to Puerto. Uh, been... Claudio Puertas, but uh, other than that, he was slamming and finishing dudes as soon as he got into the UFC or you know the contender series. He slams Matt Wyman and finishes him in 22 seconds. Uh, this is a good uh, like prospect versus prospect sort of fight. I always love these fights. So problem is sales you know, two year layoff after losing to Bryce Mitchell and he got twisted. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know how he's gonna look. You know, he I, I like him though. I think he's gonna win. Uh, he'd be my that, pick. But that's always the unknown in these things. And uh, I'm gonna take Jordan Levitt and not com- not confident. There we go. We dif- we differ on the first fight. Minus one twenty plus one hundred. Uh, obviously, the Vegas uh, gentlemen feel the same. So. Uh, I I figure we save the news and everything for next week because we will uh, have not much news put, really right yeah. now. So yeah, you, you, we can knock it out real quick if you want to. Uh, up to you. I mean, I just have a couple boxing fights this weekend to talk about. That's it. Oh yeah, you know what? I forgot we we didn't even talk about Jake we, Paul. Yep. So let, let's do it. What? what uh, I and my my love for this or my care for this kind of went out the window when uh, when Todd Tommy Fury got hurt or whatever, but. You know, because just because I, we already saw this, and I don't, tr- Woodley showed me. Oh, well, well, there's money on the line. I'll make sure I go after it this time. Like, uh, you yeah. know, who cares? Jay Leon Love has a fight this weekend too. Wow, I hope he gets put to fucking sleep. He's minus fourteen hundred in this one in Amanda <laughs> Nunes territory. So yeah, well, hopefully he gets you know smoked. We have Friday night on ESPN Plus. Artur be better be one of the best boxers in. The world, he's a light heavyweight from Dagestan. Yes, there is a Dagestani fighter in boxing. That's very terrifying. He's fighting Marcus Brown, who I used to talk to on Twitter way back in the day. He tweeted me a couple times. Um, him, Errol Spence, Terrell Gaucher, we're all on the same Olympic team. Bless you. Uh, Marcus Brown is a champion. Uh, I think he's going to get hurt. Better be is a fucking killer. And, you know, if Canelo were to ever move up to light heavyweight to, you know, challenge himself. I think that's the perfect guy, but they they fight Friday night. So if you're not doing anything tomorrow, like I'm not, it's a pretty good fight, honestly. There you go. And Saturday we got the Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley fight, and uh, yeah, the, it's the, in Tampa. I was supposed to go, but you know, after Fury pulled out, I was like, ah, I'm not really, I don't really care. Amanda Serrano is going to kill somebody. Uh, if she wins, I think she gets the Katie Taylor fight, which that, will be and, huge. Yeah, that'll actually be a big women's boxing match that yeah. like we'll be talking about on here, and we'll be excited about. Jake. Fight of the year candidate right here. 
Deron Williams, Frank Gore. Oh, boy. Uh, Deron Williams <laughs> plus 105. It's, it's actually like, heavyweight. <laughs> it's actually good money, though. Like you can like you, there's actually you can make money on this if you have some, some inside tips if you can tell me I'm I would bet Frank Gore if I was if I was uh, I think I think so too just because I I think he's going <laughs> to go out on his sword on out there and I don't know what Deron Williams is going to look like and if he can actually throw punches or not so that's actually going to be fascinating now I that that's kind of freak show stuff that we like to watch here on the Shoulder Strikes yeah. MMA podcast Jake Paul and Woodley do you think it goes any differently I mean. I, I if if Woodley's plus two hundred is it the same like numbers as last time? Like the, similar, I think he was. I think it was like minus one sixty. Right? He's on, he's roided up this time. Is that is that? They is both that are. Looks, I think. Are they? Well, I got you know yeah. we know Jake so Paul good. is so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna uh, advise anyone to bet this, but I probably would mess around with Woodley just for fun on, on is that Saturday yeah. night? Is that it's supposed to be on yes. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. He has a he has a five hundred K KO clause, so I mean he should be going for it. He at should least, be going. You would think we we've we've seen him over the years not just do anything. So I'm I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely good on trying to actually care and make money off of this. But if you're trying to have some fun, go have some fun, everyone. Uh, we have another boxing fight Saturday night: Gilberto Ramirez and Unieski Gonzalez, two hard hitters at light heavyweight. It's a title eliminator in San Antonio, Texas. Gilberto Ramirez is fucking for real. He's the truth. Minus so, three thousand, uh, <laughs> double that of Amanda Nunes here on the, yeah. <laughs> on the website. So, uh, boxing is so, absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand how anyone could put the amount of money that you could need to put down to win any sort of tangible tokens back. But that's just you know you win a couple cents. Lee, don't call me Conor McGregor is also fighting on Saturday on the undercard of Joseph Parker, Derek Chisora two. in Manchester, England for Lee. Don't call me Conor McGregor's European ban and weight. Title. We'll see another McGregor fall. All right. Uh, enough's enough. All right. It, it, we're not talking <laughs> about this nonsense anymore. I'm done. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Thank you always for joining me. And we will be back next week with more than likely, and I'll, I'll talk to you all on Twitter, yeah, the Shoulder Strikes, the first ever Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast uh, awards, the 2021 awards. Ooh. We have to have a nice name, like the uh, the, sh- the something awards. The Strikeys or something. Yeah, something the Strikeys. Yeah, the Strikeys. <laughs> but uh, we'll find some, and we'll talk about the best pay-per-views, the best fight nights, the best main events, and just uh, who we thought was the best com- like coming up process. We'll, talk- we'll create all these different uh, categories. Who, com- who, who likes to come, we'll talk about. Yeah, there you go. Uh, biggest dick. All- we'll, we'll do all that stuff. <laughs> we'll do all that stuff. So uh, thank you, as always, for joining us, and uh, – God bless. Farewell.